Do I have some questions for you? Let's hear them. Yeah, for that, the f- that looks better. Let's yeah. hear them for the first time. For, for the first and only time. Um, are you a fan of movies? Yeah. Specifically 43 of them? Yeah, all of them in a row, yeah. <laughs> what about um, absolutely nonsensical fucking bullshit? Uh, well, I guess, I guess that one depends. Uh, on what the bullshit is? Yeah. And how nonsensical it is. My last question for you is, do you like getting pooped on? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck, Brandon? <laughs> Uh, no (laughs) oh okay well if you answered yes to any of those questions you came to the right place this is the good the bad and the movies and today we watched movie 43 um this movie was actually recommended on our facebook page by a friend of mine from high school mitch bone (laughs) bone yeah mitch bone zone the bone yeah the mitch bone from the bone zone and he has his own podcast mitch bone has his own podcast own bone zone has his own podcast the pod zone (laughs) no um it's called wide left sports and so are you a sports enthusiast lucas yeah would you say you're an avid fan oh yeah not every day well every day i'm avid yeah well even if you're just like a casual everyday fan Here's a podcast for you. Wide Left Sports talks about the latest things happening in sports and their opinions on things that are current in the sports world. They're on Spotify and Anchor, which is our own host um, website, platform, platform, software, whatever you want to call it. Um, their podcast also has a Facebook and a TikTok name under the name Wide Left Sports. We have a TikTok, right? We don't have a TikTok. Devin and I once did a TikTok, no. but we don't have a TikTok necessarily. Oh, okay. Marina just really wanted us to do <laughs> ping, 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 twirl, twirl. <laughs> as, did the, as did all of us. Yeah, all all watchers really, that's what they came for, is to see that TikTok specifically. <laughs> we almost did the, if you are an avid TikTok watcher, the one where it was the, the Grace Kelly, the I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet, and they sing it, and it's like all a thing, and it really popped off with Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, and oh. Devin was going to sing the first part where it's calm, and then I was going to go, I could be brown, <laughs> and just really come in, but, so no, no TikTok, but okay. Wide Sports has a TikTok. Okay, good job, Bone. <laughs> yeah, from Mitch Bone in the Bone Zone. Um, So, bef- Win- Winter's Bone. That's a good movie. Jennifer Lawrence, like, breakthrough. Yeah, never seen it. Oh, you haven't? No, I just like saying Winter's, Winter's Bone. I had to watch it in my intro to film class in college. The only film course I took. Um, turns out Lucas here was actually a TA for an intro to film class. That's right. And I wish I would have been in your class. Yeah, our class was, a, was wild. I wish you could have graded my papers. I graded your brother's papers. You did grade my brother's papers. <laughs> um, but I did have... One of your closest friends, Kevin, in the class. Oh, God. He sat, like, two rows and, like, one row over behind me, and he never said a word. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about Kevin. <laughs> Shout out Kevin. The the Lamb Jam. The Ke- Lamb Jam, the star intramural basketball player. Well, he he had four points over six seasons. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, that's four points more than we all expected, I think. I, yeah, I would probably say so. Just but yeah. kidding. We love you, Kevin. We love you, Kevin. 
Does he listen to this? Do I know? don't know. I probably not. <laughs> um, he's a busy guy. Um, yeah, but I watched Winter's Bone in that. But Mitch Bone, <laughs> thanks, Mitch, Bone. for this movie. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know if "thanks" is the correct word <laughs> for, for movie forty for suggesting and I would say making us watch this film. Yeah. Um. Before we get into it. Let's talk about the beer. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about the beer yet. Yeah, not for the first, not for a first time at least. Uh, truth be told, we had to restart this like three minutes in because it wasn't recording through our mic and just through the computer. So, yeah, but now Michael's back up and running. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Mike is yeah. Mike Snedeker. There you go. Shout out, Mr. Snedeker. <laughs> Mr. Mike. Happy birthday, Mr. Snedeker. Dirty Mike. Um, I wanted one that kind of screamed like weird. Like, because that's all I knew about the movie. I hadn't seen it before. This is one of the only ones that I haven't seen before going into it. Um, and I just wanted something weird. So I got Highlanders Strange Times. Um, a, it's, it's a hazy pale ale, which is nobody would ever mistake it as an Indian pale ale. <laughs> or this, an American pale ale. Yeah, this is straight HIPAA. HIPAA violations, not IPA or APA. No. Um once again, Highlander, a Missoula-based brewery. We've got four major ones and a ton of little minor ones. Um, 5.5% alcohol by volume, 30 IBUs per 12 vol- fluid ounces. And on the can, it says, man, these are strange times. You look like you need a beer. Luckily, you're holding a can filled with really good beer. It's witty. You're not a beer drinker, though. No, not really. I'm sipping this one, though. Giving it the old college try. <laughs> um i don't like ipas at all or really apas but this hazy pale ale is okay it's not and i think it's because of the ibus are always so high i don't like that extreme bitterness i think it tastes like a pine tree to me almost like gin gin tastes like pine to me too or or pine salt tastes like pine to me yeah a little bit or just a pine have you ever eaten a pine tree yeah really tastes like pine a tree piney. yeah <laughs> um but or i chris really, pine Ooh, that's a good actor and chris pratt he 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 got pooped on. No, <laughs> he, he was, was he was the, he one was the pooper, not we'll, the poopy. We'll get into that. We're not trying to just be crass. This is the point of the movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I actually enjoy this. I can I, I, for the a little ASMR. No, we talked. I don't think ASMR is a bad. It's supposed to be good sound, and it's autonomics sensual motor reflux. Reflux. Yes. Like acid reflux, but it's sensual. Or asthma, as it's as it's commonly called, is it asthma? Some people might like asthma. Some people like might might like asthma. I've got asthma, but that's <laughs> not the point. Um, so yeah, this movie, movie forty three, came out in twenty thirteen, and normally I'd give you the director and writers and tell you what they've done, but that doesn't really work here because. The movie has like 12 directors or something oh, like that. Yeah. So I'm the the movie is a series of mini skits. Yeah. Kind of overarched by a minor storyline. Yeah, that sort of lead into these sketches. And they each of these sketches have like their own name. So I'm going to name Do you want me to name the the people or something? Yeah. Okay, you say who so, uh, first director on the list is Elizabeth Banks. And she directed the middle school date segment. That was a good one. Um, Stephen Brill did... Uh, oh, you get I to, Babe. I Babe. <laughs> yeah, don't take um, my thunder. Then there's Steve Carr. Directed The Proposition. Probably one of my favorites. 
I don't remember that That's one. That's poop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once again, the poop. Uh, Rusty Cundeef. He directed Victory's Glory, which um, is, oh, yeah. Yeah, James Duffy. Superhero Speed Dating. Um, Griffin Dunn. Veronica. I, probably my favorite, maybe. Um, Peter Fairley did three of them. The Pitch, The Catch, and Truth or Dare. And that's one of the Fairley brothers, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Um, Patrick Forsberg. Did Tampax. <laughs> which is really a commercial. Yeah. Uh, he put a lot of work into it. Will, Will Graham. Homeschooled. Homeschooled. Uh, homeschooled. Homeschooled. Might be my favorite. That's my, up there, too. Um, James Gunn. Beazle. James Gunn is the guy who did the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Is he? Isn't he the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Let's click on this real quick and see. And Beazle is by far the... <laughs> Beazle was all over the... He's the director. He's the writer yeah, he of Guardians of the Galaxy. and I'm pretty sure he directed them. And then you've got Brett Radner. Happy birthday. Um, Jonathan Van Tulliken. Machine Kids. And Bob Odenkirk. This movie had a s- total of 16 skits. 14. But two of them weren't allowed to be used for their They're controversy. So if you have the DVD, you can watch them. But on HBO Max, where we were able to stream it, it did not have. I don't know what that could e- what that could even be because of the previous the, content that we had watched that was allowed. Yeah, <laughs> what, what line was drawn? And then we've got a shit ton of writers. Okay. Um, you've got uh, Rocky Russo, Ricky Blit, Jeremy Sosenko. They did the pitch. Rocky Russo, Jeremy Sosenko, and Bill O'Malley. They did the catch. Will Graham and Jack Kakuda. They did homeschooled. Rocky Russo and Jeremy Sosenko. They did Sosenko. the proposition. Matt Portnoy. They did Ver- Veronica as Matthew, as Matthew Port- Portnoy. Uh, Rocky Russo again. Jeremy Sosenko again. Clay Skelstrom. Jonas Wittenmark and Tobias Carlson. They all did iBabe. It took five people took to write It took five people I to babe. write that? Um, Will Carlo. Superhero Speed Dating. Jonathan Viltulkin. Machine Kids. Elizabeth Shapiro. Middle School Date. Patrick Forsberg and Ollie Sari. Tampax. Jacob Fleischer. Happy Birthday. Greg Pritkin. Truth or Dare. Um, Rocky Rousseau and Jeremy Sisenko. Victory's Glory. James Gunn. Beazle. And then you've got two uncredited for the two other ones, Bob Odenkirk again and Steve Baker. I, I want to see what Bob Odenkirk came with. Like, better Call Saul? It's got to be like like sexual assault or <clears throat> or even worse racism or like... This This is 2013, so this is... He, he was almost cast as Michael Scott in The Office. Could you imagine if he did The Office this whole time and it ends in 2013? And he's just looking for something, so he <laughs> does this and then it gets cancelled off of it? That would be a Michael Scott type of move that yeah you would write something like that a hundred percent scott's tots yeah um so those are our writers and directors like i said that that's so many that we just named we're not going to dive into everything yeah, that, except for have, james gunn <laughs> i think they all have a hollywood career, and fairly sure. yeah peter fairly who's one of the brothers what is chris fairly done they always do it work together I think. yeah yeah I don't remember what they've done. I'm going to click on Peter Fairley. And Elizabeth Banks is a big name. I think they did White Chicks. Oh, that might be it. Like, Elizabeth Banks is a huge name. I didn't know she directed anything. She was in a couple. Well, one of them. Uh, let's see. I want to go to director. He produced Green Book, Lucas. You uh, love Green Book. Yeah, we should do that one on here. It's a... <laughs> oh, he did direct Green Book. <laughs> oh, you fucker. <laughs> the Farrelly Brothers directed Green Book? They, uh, they have a Best Picture winner. Did they do Mean Chicks? Or not White Chicks? Mean they chicks. did Dumb and Dumber, yeah. Kingpin, There's Something About Mary, yeah. Me, Myself, and Irene, Osmosis Jones, Shallow Hal, Fever Pitch, The Heartbreak Kid. These are great. Hall Pass, The Three Stooges, 
Dumb and Dumber 2, and then Green Book. <laughs> just all slapstick comedies. Yeah. Well, and, and then out of nowhere. Who directed White Chicks? Um, I don't know. Let me look. We don't, we don't have to bother with yeah. that. Um, yeah, out of nowhere, Green Book, a yeah. film about a black musician who has a white driver. Yeah. Yeah. It's controversial. Yeah. But, hey, I guess good for them. The Farrelly's. And he just, one, only one of them ventured onto this project. Yes, Peter Farrelly's the only one that came here. Um, the cast is big, but unlike directors and writers, you might not know all those names of what I named off and that might not be as important to you. So I'll talk about the big name people that are in this. This list is extensive. Yeah. So let's buckle in. We got Emma Stone, mm-hmm. a gem, Stephen Merchant, hilarious, mm-hmm. might not be known as much though. Holds a special place in um, my heart. Some of these names might also be in the deleted ones from Bob Odenkirk. Sure. Cause I didn't see a couple of them. Richard Gere. Yeah. He wasn't in there. Um, Liv Schreiber, Dennis Quaid, Greg Kinnear, Common, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane, Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet, Naomi Watts, Anna Ferris, Chris Pratt, J.B. Smoove, Kate Bosworth, Jack McBrayer, Justin Long, Jason Sudeikis, we're halfway, guys, <laughs> oh Uma God. Thurman, Kristen Bell, Christopher Mintz Plaz, Chloe Grace Moretz, Patrick Warburton, Matt Walsh, Gerard Butler, Sean William Scott, Johnny Knoxville, Halle Berry, Terrence Howard, Elizabeth Banks, Josh Dumal, and Snooky. Wow. <laughs> and Halle Berry feels in there, too. I said Halle Berry. I know, but she was just the craziest of them all. <laughs> Halle Berry had to go through a lot for this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, a ton of them. And like I said, I don't remember some of them in the movie. Yeah. Like so, Uma Thurman, either. Yeah. So the plot for this is that um, a series of interconnected short films follows a washed-up producer as he pitches in... Oh, see? This is a plot... Okay, okay, I gotta pull this up. Because this is different. We watched an alternate version. Oh, wow. So the pitch, we didn't get to see. We saw the catch. Yeah. But the pitch is not what we watched. The one we watched is called The Thread. So So this... So our... There's two... All the skits are the same, except for this overarching plot. Oh, Jesus. So our plot of the thread was two two teenage boys get pranked by their younger brother, who is a software hacker. Yeah, with immense talents. And he hacks them on their dumbass YouTube video called The Human Dartboard. <laughs> and makes them think they got a lot of views as an April Fool's trick. So then they want... They get him into the room to help hack a movie called Movie 43 that's made up. Um, but in the meantime, they're going to take his computer and put viruses on it. Through uh, porn. Through porn. And so then it's the whole story is them trying to find this coveted Movie 43. Yeah. However, the pitch that we did not watch um, is about a mad screenwriter um, attempting to pitch a script to executive Griffin Schrader. So this is Dennis Quaid and Greg Kinnear. Um, and after revealing several of the stories in the script, uh, the person becomes agitated with his scripts and dismisses his outrageous ideas. And then he pulls a gun on him and forces to listen to other stories before making him consult his manager, um, to purchase the film. And then when they do his condescending, humiliating attitude towards the writer Schrader angers him to the point that after agreeing to make the film, 
the biggest film since Howard the Duck. He confronts him in the parking lot with a gun and tries to make him perform fellatio on the security guard and kill him if he doesn't make the film. <laughs> then he tries to calm him down with more story ideas to no avail. But then he pulls out a gun and shoots the writer to death, and then it ends, and it's revealed that it's being shot by a camera crew as part of a movie leading into the final segments of this movie. Oh, what the fuck? This this is just a whole other movie. This is a completely other movie with all the skits still the same. Oh, my God. Yeah. In the same order and everything? I think so. That's what it's, That's what I found consistently. So well, Why have a whole other, a whole other movie? Then? I, this is the, I think we watched the British cut. <laughs> Why would that differ from <laughs> from, from, from we didn't, continent to continent? We didn't get Dennis Quaid and Greg Kinnear. We got the that the, shit boys. The one kid from We're the Millers, Scotty B, Scotty yeah. P, yeah, the No Regrets kid, and just a bunch of porn. Uh-huh. Um, but a little history. There's not a lot of history on this, but okay. Movie Forty Three is a 2013 American anthology comedy film. That took almost a decade to get into production as most studios rejected the script, which was eventually picked up by Relativity Media for $6 million. The movie was filmed over a span of four years. Production took so long because filming had to be done around all these A-list actors' busy schedules. Um, The segment with Kate Winslet and Hugh Jackman was the first to be filmed, and producer Charles B. Wessler used it to secure the financing for the rest of the movie. Like, people were like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good take. (laughs) That's what let it off. Um, He called in a lot of favors to get as many high-profile actors as possible for the other short films, most of them willing to work for only a few days on something unconventional. However, almost none of the actors knew completely what the other segments were about or how the full movie would be. When it came out, none of the major actors wanted to promote it. <laughs> That's how I can see why, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering why Halle Berry would ever associate herself with She this. was already an Oscar winner. Yeah, there were a couple Oscars. There were many so. Oscar winners and a lot of nominees in this. Yeah, this was the biggest steaming pile <laughs> of shit that anyone could ever poop on someone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice callback. Um, budget. I kind of mentioned it, but do you want to get into that? Uh, yeah, the budget for this film is a big old six million dollars, which I guess they uh, they spent completely on this relativity. They, it was the script cost. I don't know because I, I doubt like they had any money to pay any of these actors. No, with all of these actors, you would have to have an over two hundred million dollar budget yeah. for that kind of thing. But I. I the actors maybe did this pro bono because it took like two days of their time. I don't know. Yeah. So mm. off of the six million dollar budget, it made four point eight million dollars opening weekends, but already almost made all its money back. Eight point eight million U.S. and Canada. So it only made four million outside of its opening weekend. No, no. Worldwide, it made thirty two point four million dollars. So, so it made a lot outside of the U.S. The big in Britain. <laughs> there you the, go. The, yeah. th- the thread release. Um, yeah. Should I say the tagline now? I just don't know how it made this much money. No. I don't remember it being like in theaters or anything. No, not yeah. at all. I guess it was a theater hit. I remember my... Well, not a hit. It made $8.8 million in the US. Yeah, but that's... I mean, it was ostensibly a hit. It made eight times its budget. Did it? It made... Oh, nearly. Yeah, it made six times its budget. Yeah. 
I, I mean, guess good for you guys. I only heard about this film, like, originally from my brother. He watched it. And from Seth, from The Wicker Man, he adores this film. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it is kind of a Seth feel to it. Yeah, it has a Seth vibe. Um, yeah, tell us our tagline. The tagline is... Comedy. Exposed. Go that's on. It. Oh, <laughs> that, that's that's the tagline. It, both with just periods after. It's just comedy. Comedy. Exposed. exposed. There was a lot of exposure in this. <laughs> <laughs> between... Um, assholes between nudity and between testicles yeah and exposing people's careers really (laughs) that's true yeah the metaphorical exposure um okay it's it's already time um for our cat our beasel facts facts. our cat's facts if you've watched movie 43 you'll understand that it's time for our beasel facts beasel facts (laughs) What do you do? I suck. What do you suck? Dicks. Louder. I suck dicks. I suck dicks. Like you mean it. I suck dicks. I suck dicks. I suck them all the time. If you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? My superpower would be sucking dicks. Dude, you have so much poop on you right now. Okay, my first Beazle fact is that George Clooney turned down a cameo in this film as himself in a segment where he would be shown to be bad at picking up women. His response, reportedly, and in quotes, was, no fucking way. <laughs> a smart man if I've ever heard of <laughs> Very smart. For one part, refusing to do this film, but two, to show that he's bad at picking up women. He was the ultimate bachelor. Yeah, you can't... <laughs> I see, sir. You can't sully that image that you're bad at picking up women. And that... That leads me to believe that if there's a canceled skit there, that there must be like dozens of other. Oh, canceled for sure, skits. there's so much because. And then this, this, the ones that we are will talk about are the ones that ended up getting chosen. These are the top tier <laughs> These ones. Are the winners, yeah. <laughs> These are yeah. This is this is the cream of the crop here that yeah. we watch. Um, my next catch fact is that Stephen Merchant stated that he signed on mainly to just be around Halle Berry. (laughs) Not to work with, just to be around her. That checks out, yeah. I I love Stephen Merchant. I listened to him and Ricky Gervais had like one of the first podcasts ever with him Mm -hmm. and them and Carl Pilkington. Yeah. Yeah, and his his woes with women go all the way back there. (laughs) I... Well, I'll put a plug in for that show. Uh, An Idiot Abroad. Idiot Abroad, yes. You guys need to watch that film. Um, Yeah. Carl TV Pil- series. Yes, that TV series. Carl Pilkington was like a, a stagehand for Ricky Gervais and Stephen Yeah, he's Steven just a Merchant. producer, yeah. And they thought he was the funniest person. So in this show, they and he's very comfortable in his own ways. So in this show, they make him uncomfortable by sending him to all the wonders of the world and later yeah. seasons just countries and just try to make him as uncomfortable. Yeah, this like mild-mannered British man who just gets annoyed by everything. It's quite brilliant. Quite quite um yeah it's the way they use like the the anxious kind of subtle humor is excellent mm-hmm. excellent excellent Brit- excellent really good british humor yes um okay next Beazle fact <laughs> we mentioned this the cast features six oscar winners common yeah sure um kate winslet mm-hmm. emma stone halle berry peter Farrelly. <laughs> And Charles B. Wessler. I don't know what he won for, but he's a writer for this, so... Oh, God. Um, and six other Oscar nominees that haven't won. So, tw- 12 total nominees. Yeah. With Greg Kinnear, Seth MacFarlane, 
Hugh Jackman, Naomi Watts, Uma Thurman, and Terrence Howard. That's got to be one of like the more Oscar star-studded casts of any movie. One of the most Oscar star-studded casts. Yeah. And those are the ones with Oscar. I could see many of these other people being nominated at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet Richard Gere's been close. We have Schreiber's probably Richard been close. Richard Gere's the one who had a gerbil up his asshole. Yeah, he was the one with the gerbil up his asshole. Dennis Quaid could be close. Wait, Hugh Jackman is a nominee. That you said you Hugh oh, Jackman. I did? In the, yeah. Okay. Um, I said Naomi Watts. I bet maybe Chris Pratt could do something eventually. He's, maybe. He's like weirdly religious. Did you know that? I didn't. Like he's like super, super conservative and Christian. Hmm. Gerard Butler could maybe do something. It's weird he hasn't. Um, with Jason Sudeikis' success in like Ted Lasso, I could see him getting into something maybe slightly dramatic and getting something. Yeah, this is this cast is amazing. Yeah. Uh, next one. Anton Yelchin originally played. Oh, this is these are the deleted ones. Mm. Anton Yelchin originally played a necrophiliac in a segment called The Apprentice, directed uh-huh. by Steve Baker and Damon Escott. Another segment called Find Our Daughter, directed by Bob Odenkirk, revolved around Julianne Moore. <laughs> Yeah. So an Oscar, an Oscar nom, a winner. Yeah, Julianne Moore and Tony Shalhoub being interviewed by a detective. Who? Tony Shalhoub. He's he played Monk on TV. Oh really? Yeah. Tony Shalhoub being interviewed by a detective about their missing daughter. Both were removed on studio orders following a test screening due to highly offensive subject matter. Find Our Daughter was included on the DVD as a deleted scene, whereas The Apprentice premiered separately at the 2014 LA Comedy Festival. Uh, necrophilia yeah <laughs> that's that's the one that didn't even get to make it to the tv uh, yeah. or the dvd release i, I could see that one about just being interviewed by a detective didn't make it must have must have been pretty gory i don't know pretty... i don't know um okay next the title of the film movie 43 has no meaning could you believe that i could believe that <laughs> that's kind of like a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy type reference maybe does that movie have no no because in in that book and in that series, they say that the the meaning of life, the Earth, and the universe is 42. Oh, okay. You never heard that mean before? Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's a reference to that. Yeah, it could be. Um, Fairley heard his son talking with friends about a film called Movie 43, but when he discovered that the film did not exist, he cribbed the name for it. Oh, well, never, it's not a reference to that, then. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to go on about it. Um, two more. In his guest review... For Roger Ebert's website, Richard Roper, a film critic of the Chicago Sun-Times, outright panned the film, giving it zero out of four stars, calling it, in quotes, aggressively tasteless, and going so far as to say, in quotes, movie 43 is the Citizen Kane of awful. It's a good line, but you know what else is aggressively tasteless? Is having four stars as your rating? Instead of five or ten? As your rating rubric, yeah. What the hell is that about? (laughs) Yeah, I gave this film a film of. I gave this film a perfect four stars. Yeah, terrible. No, that's tasteless. Like, why? Everybody says on a scale of zero to one to ten. At least if you do it in fives, if you do half, like if you're one and a half, you can equate that to three out of ten. Yeah, one out of ten is your standard scale. What is what is a one out of four equal? A two point five. Two point five. What is a one point seven? Get your shit together. Yeah, a four. Okay. (laughs) 
four star I'm glad that you scale. I'm glad that that's what got to you here <laughs> Thank you. is the four star scale but I do agree that's kind of that's absurd that's it's, it's really stupid I've got a 16 thumbs up rating scale <laughs> yeah on a scale is zero to 40 43 John lasagnas <laughs> exactly um, okay <laughs> and my last Beasel fact. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I almost said cat's fact that's, like an idiot. That's bullshit. My last Beasel fact is one that I usually end with. This film was nominated for six awards at the 2014 Golden Raspberry Awards. Mm-hmm. The Razzies for the worst films of the year. The nominations were Worst Picture, Worst Director, which was given to 10 of the 13 directors, Worst Screenplay, all of the screenwriters. <laughs> Additionally, Worst Screen Combo. Which one is the worst screen combo? Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris. The but... entire cast. Oh. Um, worst, and then two nominees for worst actress. Uh, you tell me. Naomi Watts and Halle Berry. Oh, yeah. Um, and it had actually won three, those first three. So worst picture, worst director, and worst screenplay. It does seem like it kind of was concocted as a way to win some Raspberry Awards. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This is their intention. There was no reason that this film was ever going to be good. Yeah. Not a chance. Not a chance at all. But <laughs> with that, let's get into our movie a little bit. Beasel movie. <laughs> Beasel movie. Um, so we're watching... I wrote down the pitch, but it's not the pitch. This is the thread. Yeah. Um, and I kind of broke this into... How many segments are there now? Um, one, two, three, four, five. I've got like 16, I think. I have 14 storylines, 14 different sure. sketches. One of them will kind of refer back to as this overarching story, which is the thread. Where we, where we start. Yes. So, Calvin Cutler, the human dartboard. It's a YouTube video. This is where we <laughs> kind of jumped. There, it's just two guys just vibing <laughs> just trying to make it big on youtube with it where one holds a dart on his head no in his mouth right was it in his mouth yeah and the other one throws the dartboard at him to get a bullseye and they do which is an incredible feat of athleticism on the first try yeah um and then they post the video it immediately starts getting millions of views yeah i put it down as one view to 212 each time they refresh to 25k to 500k to a million in like seconds yeah 15 seconds yeah so they're freaking out well it was all a prank by the one kid's little brother who hacked his computer to inflate their views and so they decide they're gonna prank the little brother baxter (laughs) yeah they're gonna prank baxter back to get viruses on his computer so they make him come into their room to find like a hidden forbidden movie on their computer that's how they entice him into they sort of like make this like oh it's super forbidden everyone who watches it dies yeah and we need your hacking skills to find it or whatnot yeah. and so he comes in and they're gonna take his laptop to get viruses on it mm-hmm. with pornography porn. a lot of porn <laughs> and this movie that they say is this forbidden movie is called movie 43 which that... is the title of the movie. Oh my gosh, no way. Yeah, and it's well known like kind of automatically that this kid is like a worldwide level talented hacker. He passes bypasses mainframe, which I say ingest all the time. <laughs> yeah, you always say uh, clone the MAC address and bypass the mainframe. Yeah. Hacking the firewall. But this kid should be on all FBI's most wanted lists. Well, as we, he hacks into this private google server as we later find out that it's only available to 50 people on earth and the majority of them being heads of state so 
I mean, that's a global act of terrorism right there in its own right. Of course. Yeah. I must add that this kid should probably be at MIT already. But that's, I mean, that's just the setup for this yeah. ridiculous but movie. But in, in all honesty, with with how good he is, he should be at, <laughs> he should be at MIT. So, they're out to look for movie 43 on Shubel? What? Zubel, I think it was. Zubel? Poop. It was Poogle. No, it Zoogle? wasn't was Something like that. Um, Zoodle. They, this, this is this weird website that they go to find this forbidden movie and they he heard that it was called movie 43 so like let's just start at the 43rd movie on this schmoogle webs schmeagle yeah so then website they click on it and it launches into which is and it's like supposed to be supposed to be like these like terrible like bottom of the earth movies that only you can find in the scum of the internet so the first one that pops up is called the catch the catch which is a setup is a, a blind date, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Kate, Kate Winslet's going on a blind date with a guy who's apparently he owns a restaurant with Derek Jeter. Yeah, he's a restaurateur. Um, he was he on the cover the, of GQ. He plays in the Philharmonic. Like yeah. he's got everything going for him. So she meets him at this fancy. I'm assuming his restaurant. I don't know. I don't think so. Everybody knew him there. Yeah, I think he's just a sort of a charming millionaire, perfect man. And, well, <laughs> and he takes off his coat, and you go ahead. Was it a coat or was it a scarf? Oh, a scarf, I think. Yeah, he takes right. off his scarf to reveal just just ball sack, just, just a ball just, sack hanging from his neck. Yeah, like chin, a, like area. a turkey gobbler. And it's very, very graphic. It's wrinkly. It's hairy. It looks it looks pretty real. And, and there, this did not get this did not get booted from there. This, like we said, this is the one that kicked off the rest of the financing for the film. Was ah oh, testicles on the neck with yeah. Kate Winslet and Hugh Jackman, and then. And then so <laughs> he orders vodka, I wrote down, which is weird. Yeah. That you're going to go to like your first date dinner at a fancy restaurant. And you're just getting straight vodka. Just shots of vodka? Yeah. But I guess that's like not as weird as the testicles. testicles hang out. Out. Yeah. But at least order something a little. Nobody drinks straight vodka. At least get like whiskey on the rocks or something. Yeah. But even so, the chef has alerted them that they've prepared them a special four star meal. Um, four course. Four course. Yeah. Not four star. Not, what are we? It that? could be. What are we? That idiot reviewer. <laughs> yeah, four stars. Four stars. <laughs> a, f- a four course meal um, with a nice vichyssoise to start. Yeah, it's a great soup, and uh, he gets soup on his ball sack neck. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, you got like she doesn't want to say it out loud that he's got a ball sack neck." So yeah. She's like, "You got a little su- soup on your neck," and he's like rubbing his balls and then like licking his fingers that yeah. had just rubbed his balls. Yeah. And he then, got a pube in his mouth, and then a pube falls into his into the vichy schwa. Yeah. So that's great. And my question is, does he not realize that he has balls on his neck? I I, I wasn't. A- I was. I think that's the premise of the the skit is we're not sure either, and he doesn't know. And she's like trying to dart around it, like, "Oh, did you ever made fun of as a kid?" He's like, "Yo, yeah, I had really bad stuttering problems." And she's like, "What about your your?" Yeah, because she's like pointing to his neck. He's like, "Oh yeah, the stuttering." And she's like, "What about your neck?" He's like, "Oh yeah, you know, some kids did pick him." She's like, "Oh, thank God." Yeah. I was worried I was the only one. He's like, "Yeah." If you, he's like right under here, <laughs> like, yeah. lifts the balls up. He's like, "There's a scar." Gotten a like bicycle a tiny, accident. A tiny scar. Yeah, yeah. gotten a bicycle accident. The kids were so mean about it. Uh, yeah, so I wonder if the kids actually made fun of his stutter and scar as well. Is she the only one that realizes his ball sack neck? Well, one of the waiters gave her a look like, don't ask about it. Oh, so, okay. So I don't know. 
Maybe he's just so good of a guy that everyone's ignoring it. Yeah. But then his friends come. Before that, it gets cold oh, in the restaurant. That's right. You're right. He's like, yeah, it's a little cold. And he like, holds his neck. Just shriveled balls. And it looks like a giant Adam's apple at this point. Yeah, it recedes into him. <laughs> Much less graphic when they're shrunken balls. Yeah, I prefer the shrunken balls. And then the waiter comes by and elbows. <laughs> you prefer the shrunken yeah, balls. I, oh, I vastly. <laughs> But then the waiter comes by and elbows him, and then he doubles over in pain. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you been in a restaurant and gotten elbowed in the neck by the waiter? <laughs> and he's like, oh, my stomach hurts. Yeah. It's okay. It's just my stomach hurts. For all of you lady listeners out there, if you don't know, yeah. if you get hit in the balls, your stomach hurts. Yeah. It hurts real, like, radiates your whole gut. The the ball bone is connected to the stomach bone. The ball bone. bone. Yeah. The Mitch bones connected. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out Mitch Bone again. <laughs> um, so then the friends show up. <laughs> Mitch Bone from the ball bone. <laughs> so then, then the friends show up and they're like, oh man, you finally, you got the one. You've, you've got a great catch here. You've got a Hugh great Jackman. guy. Yeah. And... Um, that no like once again nobody seems to notice or address his neck and he like drops something so he dips his head down gets his necks and ball sack neck in the lobster butter yeah and then he puts the ball on her on her head when they lean yeah in for they're a like picture. you should take a picture and so she's like nah and balls on her head and then they're like you should give her a kiss and kisses her on the forehead balls in her face and <laughs> yeah. screams and that's how that ends because yeah. then the kids are like well, this is not it. So you go back to the overarching story of yeah. the thread. They're like, yeah. that's not it. So they keep searching. Is that the... Yep. Is that the next one? Yep. So now it's time for the 42nd movie on the list called Homeschooled. Yes. This is a great this, I think this is my favorite one. Um, Marina actually watched this. With us. She doesn't usually watch all of ours, but she loves the show Shameless. And right away, the kid that's homeschooled in this is a lip from Shameless. She's like, oh! I love him. Uh, <laughs> it's got weird with lip. <laughs> he, he was pretty shameless, yeah, at the end there. So it's these new neighbors are coming over for to, dinner or to yeah to meet. get welcomed, and then the parents say, "Oh, our child is homeschooled. Let's tell you about it." Yeah, they're like, "Are they like they, he's finishing his homework?" They're like, "Oh, you give him homework, even though he's homeschooled." They're like, "Yeah, you know, he's got to do that and still get all the socialness and the awkwardness of high school." Yeah, so. These parents are trying to fill in for his entire social experience of a high school kid. Yeah, so, like, it's not a normal homeschool experience. They give no. him homework. He gets detention at one point. Yeah. They also haze him. Yeah. They call him a faggot a lot. Yeah, they do call him a faggot a lot. A lot. <laughs> and they, like, throw books and, like, balls at him and stuff and push him down in the in their house hallways. Yeah. Um, you dropped your books, fuck face. I got that. His, his parents, they threw a house party. They don't invite him to it. And you see in the back, like his dad grinding with a girl. And the mom's like, oh, that girl you asked out a while ago is here. You probably shouldn't come in. He's like, yeah. oh, okay, this is my home. <laughs> yeah, his dad is just getting it on. In front of the mom. And then he he really gets hazed even worse. Is that what I have next? <laughs> is this the shit? Yeah, he's tied up to a flag. There's another shit on your chest scene. Wow, it, I wonder where <laughs> a theme is being woven through this movie. But he's tied up to a flagpole. On his chest, written in feces, is freshmen suck. <laughs> and his dad's just getting there like, why Why are you up here? He's like, I suck dicks. <laughs> like, why? Say it loud. I suck dicks. <laughs> Big fat dicks. And then and the worried neighbors are interrupting the story. And they're like, like, do you guys do everything? Like, And then they're like, oh, parents, we're there even for like the most awkward moments. Like the first kiss. 
<laughs> his first kiss is with his mom. Yeah, who... And it's supposed to be awkward, which it is. Yeah, and he he just has the most dead inside look on his face. Yeah, my my note here was, um, this son has only one expression. Complete shock the whole time. I thought it was less shock and more like... I was trying to figure out what... It was also disgust. It's like the mix between... But dead in the eyes is... Yeah, I thought like... He he didn't blink. He didn't budge. This is a man who's been held prisoner for years on end and knows there's no escape. His... Well, and like his mom didn't even just like go to kiss. She did the whole like, oh, we shouldn't, you know, like that whole... Yeah, I'm kind of nervous. I hope you have protection. I hope you have. Yeah, <laughs> she leans in and like kisses him on the cheek, and then slowly works her way towards. The, he doesn't kiss. But he just like sits there still up. Yeah. Then you get the scene with his dad. His dad doing the same thing, where he's like, you know, I don't like guys, but if I did like guys, I, I would be gay for you, son. <laughs> yeah. <and> then <laughs> it's unclear if he tries anything. Kind of after that, he says he was just joking, but yeah. And then it cuts back to the family at dinner. Again, with the neighbors, and they're like, oh, you know. Well, he makes the son makes his way downstairs, and he says hi to them. And he looks normal, well actually. Well adjusted, yeah, surprisingly. And he's like, oh, hey, guys, you know, um, hope you're enjoying your time here. Uh, I'm going out to a party. I'll see you guys around time. Yeah, I'll, I'm going out to a party with uh, Jennifer, yeah, my we're girlfriend. Gonna go, we're going to go to a movie after that, so we'll be home late. And the parents say, like, oh, that's, that's great, honey. We'll and see the, you. Yeah, the neighbors are like, wow, maybe we pick them all wrong. And then it, it's a mop. Jen, Jen is a mop. <laughs> it's a mop with the face on it. And he talks for the mop, too. Yeah, he's like, he's like, say goodbye, Jennifer. And bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. I'm the pretty girl. <laughs> oh, then that one ends. That's, yeah, that's that. So then you get back to the thread. Oh, Jesus. And Baxter's like, that's not it. Next film. It's the Proposition proposition and then we this one stars chris pratt and anna ferris who at the time i think were, were a married. real life couple yeah. they're not anymore right? they are not yeah. no that was kind of a cool little i wonder what it's like for them to look back on this after they got divorced and their divorce proceedings um yeah chris pratt is about to propose to anna ferris after 16 months and two weeks together yeah she had that they're nailed down to a nice day picnic and everything a very nice romantic picnic they got chocolate dipped strawberries and everything and they each have news for each other. They each have a question for each other. Oh, yes. A question for each other. And they they decide to ask at the same, at the same time, time. Because they both they both think it's going to be the same thing. Yes. The obviously. Yeah. The <laughs> MeQ. You know he's going to propose because you see the ring. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, she's going to ask the same thing. She has a completely different idea here. Yeah. Well, let's do it to, to surprise the audience. You be Chris Pratt and I'll be Anna Oh, you're going to be Anna? Okay. Yeah. All right. One. Um, Two, two th- three will you, you poop on me uh and that's and that, it that's yeah it, is yeah. will you marry and she just oh you don't even hear him finish marry me because no. her poop on me really cuts the silence i mean as 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 you think it would yes that is good directing there correct good screenwriting will you poop on me and apparently it's it's like her her first time getting pooped on yeah this w- this would be her first she wants him to be her first poop. and chris pratt is like justifiably kind of shocked and disgusted but he he loves her she says she's oh like, you're not attracted to me yes. you won't poop on me you're not attracted to me yeah so he's like no, no no i'll do it i'll do everything for you so let's do it so then you cut to a barbecue they had a barbecue with like a bunch of friends and there's one friend he's talking to him about it and he's like kind of grossed out about it but jb smooth his other friend yeah. comes up he's all for this pooping shit 
Oh yeah, you got to poop right on her. He's giving him tips on how to on how to spice up the. Yeah, he said like when you propose, you should eat Mexican beans and tortillas and uh. and and uh, then do it on her because that would be the best. He even gives him what he calls the poop Viagra Turbo Wax, so he can get even kinkier, festive shits. No, uh, not shits. Oh, Oops. exactly. Yeah, that's a... Well, and another point here before we skip on, she was wearing an apron that said, bless this dump. Yeah, she she was at the barbecue. You're mixing salad or what? Bless this dump. Um, so it's pooping time, and he does eat a burrito and, like, some salad or something on the toilet. Yeah, and then he drinks the entire bottle of poop Yeah, not Viagra. a couple, not a couple Turbolac, is the it, whole bottle. Is it Turbolax or is it called poop viagra it the label said turbo lax but he said it was the poop viagra okay it so was to it was to spice up so it's your not, pooping life it's not an actual product called poop viagra <laughs> no. oh that's what i wrote down Tr- trademark poop viagra um yeah he drinks a whole bottle um so he comes out of the bathroom lurching and, and ready to yeah his stomach to, is growling the ready whole to defecate time. yep gets into the bedroom she wants to spice up the moment before getting pooped on He's going to explode. Yeah. You can see the discomfort in his face. One, from the obvious scenario of pooping on his soon-to-be wife. Yeah, but he's also bursting with the burrito and, <laughs> and, and turbo life. Yeah. Poop Viagra. She wants to savor this moment. So she, she wants him to put lavender on her neck because that's where he's supposed to poop on. He <laughs> wants was, it on her neck. That's what I wrote. Too. Yeah, he was going to poop on her chest or on her back. No, she wants it on the back of her neck. I wrote down at this point, too, that Chris Pratt is, like, in real life, and the rest of the characters are in this universe where pooping on each other is okay, because everyone else in the movie and she are, like, so Takes it in stride. Yeah, and he the whole time was like, what the fuck? And I mean, I know there are those fetishes out there, but, like, everyone with that fetish of the poop? Yeah. Yeah, no. Apparently Hitler had it. Really? Unless that was just propaganda disseminated to talk shit about That is the most random. That, Hitler, did he like to be pooped on or poop on people? He liked to be pooped on. And apparently, one well, of he his, shit on a lot of people one too. Of, one of his nieces <laughs> did it to him too. Oh fuck! So uh, now I'm thinking it is propaganda, probably. But that fact is weirder than Richard <laughs> Gere with the gerbil up his ass or the the Alec Baldwin uh, words with friends on the plane. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're full of them. Or the the poop windows from Liar Liar Vanta. Oh, de- oh, this would have been perfect for that. De- All the poop yeah. facts he could have said. He loves poop. <laughs> <laughs> From that poop documentary he watched? He's a sucker for it, yeah. Well, he's over the waiting, because he's going to explode, and he says, just let me shit on you. Oh, which is not the right thing to say. That not the good connotation. No. No. Which is, it, uh, the friend J.B. Smoove earlier made it sound like shitting on someone is for skanks and whores, but pooping on someone is for it's the romantic. one, you, the one yes. you love. Yeah. yeah, she takes offense to that. Um, because she only wants to be pooped on, not shit on. No, so she runs out into the street. He, still needing to defecate, follows out. Waddles out. Waddles out. <laughs> Can I put point out, if he ate that much burrito and turbo lax, he was going to shit on her. That was not going to be a poop. That yeah. was going to be a shit. That was going to be a explosion. Yeah. He waddles out, chases after another road. He gets hit by a car. <laughs> and he immediately just shit everywhere. Bowels released onto this poor little <laughs> Mini Cooper all over the street. It was her Explosion. dad driving the car. Was that, was that yeah, she a was plot like, point? I think, I think she said dad. Um, but she thinks that all the shit in the road and on the car is the most beautiful thing she's ever seen. And it was all for her. Uh, so she says, yes, she will marry him. 
She also says it's the most beautiful thing she's ever seen. I just said that. Oh, I was not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, so she's gonna marry him because of that beautiful display of shit in the road. And that's how it ends. And it was actually kind of a, a good emotional moment in the film, I thought. Well, uh, compared to others, I guess. She knew he was gonna propose the whole time, and now she just wanted... I thought Truth or Dare might have better romance. Yeah, I don't know about that. And that's it. So next, once again, cut to the thread. They're like, not the film. The kid, Baxter, is <laughs> the one. So his older brother, JJ, I think, is in the bathroom downloading all this porn to get viruses. And he's uh, also masturbating. He's also masturbating. One of the sites was Cougar... Cougar Gate? Cougar Crate? Cougar Crate. I, I wrote it down. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's Cougar Crate. And then he's just got some other ones. But he's downloading all this illegal porn and jerking off. JJ runs in and he's like, your little brother's going all going crazy and beautiful mind in here. Yeah, that's right. He's got a whiteboard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's he's like, where did you find this? Who who told you about Movie 43? Steven... S- I forget his name. Soderbergh. <laughs> no, it was Steven Sanderson or something. Something like that. And he's like, okay. So they plug it into this database called Falcontron, which is the one you alluded to. The only 50 people in the U.S. know. And and are all heads of state or something. 12 of them are heads of... Yeah. So they log into that to find the forbidden movie. And the next movie is Veronica. <laughs> yeah. Takes place in a supermarket. Yeah. Over the PA system... They've got sales for um, belts for deadbeat dads, old lady vagina products. Yeah, vagina cream. Lambskin condoms and wine combos. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah like I said, all being broadcast over the PA. So no hesitation for this worker. This little vulgar guy. And all the and all the customers don't bat an eye about it. No. They're like, This ah. is just, yeah, this is another day in the park. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, this is... Uh, this is Schmidt's, his classic Schmidt's PA system. And then, and then the gorgeous Emma Stone, <laughs> Emma Stone, in like a great dress with like perfect makeup and everything, comes up to the guy to check out the, the short, chubby, thin-haired, goth-looking. Yeah, yeah. Bad she haircut. is Veronica. Yeah, and they are exes. Yeah, surprisingly enough, and they have a very heated but erotic conversation. All meanwhile. Over the PA system. He never turns it off. Yeah. But he does turn them on. Yeah, so the, the all crowd the of people come over and they start getting all horned up. And... Yeah, you could see the customer in the aisles, like, hugging and rubbing each other. And do we do we do the quotes here for this one, or do we no, save we them for the probably quotes? Save, you probably have a ton. I got five, I think, four here. <laughs> save them all, because okay. I have several... The thing with me, with my diligent note-taking, is this movie is the most quotable film I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. With the the... Veronica itself, Yeah, I could quote the whole thing verbatim. We can leave it for the quotes. Yeah. So, yeah. God damn. Cause, like, it is hot. Give me one. Uh, I'm gonna, I want to lick you until you weep. <laughs> God, <laughs> that was I, one of the milder ones. I, it's for sure one of the milder ones, because I think I have that one, too. Um... We can save them. Yeah, we'll save them. God. So anyways, she she leaves after they have a big sexual kiss. She leaves and say, like, what is she, what's her reasoning for leaving? Do you, do you remember? Um, let me go back to my notes. I was looking at my quotes. Um, the customers are getting kind of turned on. She finally leaves. Oh, 
because she was upset because he said, I wanted to give you a hickey on your vagina. Yeah. Well, and she, she said, said, you yeah. already have and stormed out. Yeah. She was upset that he didn't remember about the hickey on her clit. Yeah. And <laughs> God, I hate that. I just said that. So she needs to leave. Well, all the customers were recording them on their cell phones. Yeah. And then they're surprisingly supportive of him and say, you need to get the girl. You need to get, well, they said like, you need to get that piece of ass. <laughs> I put it tamely. Yes, yeah. you need this old black man over the PA. The rest of the cut, the store was in front of him, but yeah. he had to grab the PA. Like, you need to get this piece of ass. We'll step up. How long are you working? <laughs> yeah, five a.m. Yeah, then this guy's like, I'll work till three, and then I'll go three to five. So he he runs out to what go kinda, chase Veronica. What kind of independent grocery store is open till five a.m.? <laughs> I'd imagine it's just a twenty-four hour grocery store. And his shift ends at 5 a.m. Yeah, and so they're going to all take his shifts, and he runs out of the store, and that's Veronica. That's Veronica. And then we get a, a quick advertisement for the iBabe. Yeah, it doesn't cut back to the thread this time. Yeah. It is a commercial, an ad, for what is called iBabe. Like iPhone, iPod. Yeah, it's a music player that's inside a woman, it looks like. Yeah, it's, a, it's an MP3 player inside of a full body, like... Not like a like a miniature thing that you could fit. A full naked woman. Thy babe. The, a full naked babe. The titular babe. Titular. Com- complete. <laughs> yeah, titular. Completely naked. Bush, boobs, and everything. <laughs> and everybody is... Multiple people with wired head are just hooked up to her. And then it's over. They're just jamming. And that's it. That's I, babe. <laughs> that was it, yeah. And then move quickly on to the next one right yeah no no thread again superhero speed dating yep justin long is batman is robin right Ro- Ro- that's right robin and jason sudeikis is the wonderful batman yeah so as they're on a date a speed date robin and this girl batman comes in cock blocks right away yep says stuff like oh he, you know this he, guy's married right yeah he <laughs> completely cock he's yeah he's like i'm fucking married yeah well he the reason why he broke up the date is because he says there's a bomb at this vent that's but right. batman knowing that there's a bomb at this vent allows him to go on one more speed date <laughs> yeah <laughs> good great job batman with the it's with lois lane though it turns out who is played by uma thurman oh that's where uma thurman another is. Okay. oscar nom did i go. mention her yeah I, th- I think so i'm gonna go up real quick continue uh, Uma Thurman, and I'll she's fu- I'll find it real quick. Lewis Lane, and she's that like, one, oh, I did mention. She's okay. like off of narcotics or drinking or something <laughs> because she's super depressed. Well, and, Lois Lane is having a hard time. Yeah, and she doesn't remember meeting Robin, although they've met several times. Robin said he saved her from Lex Luthor. She does remember Batman. She does. Um, yeah, he's on a date with her, but she's not with Superman no. because he's a stalker. Yeah, she's woken up in the middle of the night to find him floating outside her bedroom window, jerking off, jerking off. And then shooting his shotgun load yeah. outside, it broke her, his load broke her window like yeah. a shotgun blast. And then, and then somehow, uh, Superman gets word that Lois Lane is. It's because Batman shows back. He was like, oh, oh yeah, shit, right. Lois Lane. Yeah. He's like, like I gotta tell Soups about I this. I gotta tell Soups. So he calls Soups. Yeah. <laughs> Superman flies in and confronts Robin about Intimidates this. Intimidates him. Yeah. He's, he's gonna put an end to this Lois and Robin together kind of thing. And Robin comes back. He's like, what the fuck, Batman? He's like, all right, I'll let you do one more since I hijacked your last one. But you're going to put this bug in your ear. Yeah, so I can feed you lines. So I can feed you. I'm going to hide under this cafe table. Yeah. And then Robin's like, no, please don't. I know you're going to do it, but don't. And he's like, oh, you know I'm going to do it. So he does. He he goes along because he's still trying to get a date. So who shows up? 
Supergirl. Supergirl, played by the beautiful Kristen Bell. Yeah. And no kidding. Um, but she's not wearing any underwear. No. So <laughs> so he he starts off. He goes hi hi. He feeds him the line under the table. Hello. Like how, how are, are you? you? All that. All that. And then he's immediately like, oh my god. This you, bush is insane. This bush is insane. So he's under, Batman's under the table, just talking about her cooch the whole time because she's not wearing any underwear. Calls it a cornfield. <laughs> yep. And like, Robin is just trying to maintain a conversation the best he can. And it doesn't show up great. And so she, they end the date and Robin's all upset, but then they find Penguin. Yes. A classic Batman villain. Played by John Hodgman, who yeah. has a wonderful podcast of his own called Judge John Hodgman. About? He judges everyday disputes between like friends or couples and stuff. It's a great podcast. It's charming. Um, He's so the Penguin. Penguin plays the bomb, but Wonder Woman shows up because apparently Batman didn't call her back. No, after they slept together and got her pregnant. Because his bat condom broke. <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> She says, you know how hard it is to be at Planned Parenthood by yourself when you're Wonder Woman? Yeah, so he gets an abortion. Um, <laughs> it's bad kind of... Well, while they argue, Penguin starts the bomb on Supergirl's chest. Yeah, so who has to save it? Because it's, they're arguing. It's Robin. Robin saves the day and gets the girl. He Yeah, he gets, he gets Kristen Bell Supergirl and starts making out with her the whole time while Batman and Wonder Woman coax on the conversation yeah well like, and he's like grab her titty and get a hand of that ass yeah but then out of nowhere batman hops up and peels off the supergirl mask to show the riddler yeah which which robin is very upset about like i had to kiss this dude you knew the whole time oh he doesn't know that he knew the whole. he's like how did you know he's like yeah. He's like, I knew the whole time. And he's like, you knew the whole time and you let me make it? He's like, yeah, it was funny. He's like, <laughs> he's like, there's no reason why a girl would have a bush that big except to hide a cock. That's right. <laughs> and that's superhero speed dating. <laughs> and, and, and do you think that that's a true statement? <laughs> no. What are your thoughts on that? I think that is wrong to say. <laughs> Continue. You could, anybody can have their own genital hair that they want. It is not to hide a cock. <laughs> all right well said <laughs> as humbly as i can put it well said that's a that's an ally to the community right yes there. and then you don't get the thread yet again you get basically another commercial for yeah. a skit called machine kids yeah where it's like an atm people are using a printing machine at their work yeah, it's like a black and white kind of uh aspca <laughs> sad style in the eyes yeah. I could have swore Sarah McLaughlin was in exactly. there. Exactly, um, and it's yeah. just it's just children working inside the ATM, handing yeah, out you, money. You don't see that for it's a man beating the shit out of a vending machine because he's upset about it. Yeah, and then you see some people pissed at an ATM, but inside are the ki- the kids are always inside the machines. We're upset working in there. Yeah, and that's why we're upset because they're not living up to our needs. Yeah, they're trying their best. They are. so Copy machine, all that. That's the message of this short commercial is just remember that there are children inside and to be to be conscientious of them. I think the, the message, because in the commercial it says, remember, the machines are full of kids. Yeah. They don't say anything deep about it, but that is the, the <laughs> message that you're supposed to decode from it. Yeah, and that's... That's, that's machine kids. We're 7 of 14 down. Oh, We're 8 of 14. So now you get back to the thread, the main story. Some Russian guy stops their hacking, and he says he knows movie 43, but has taken a vow not to show this movie to anyone. 
Meanwhile, the older brother JJ is just jacking off to cougar crate porn. As as one does. And they see this button on the Falcon Falcon Rid I don't remember what it was called. This Falcon website. And they say, Don't click the button. Or you're going to get to move. Like, don't. It'll ruin yeah, society. It'll kill you. You'll die. And the kid just it'll, easily... It'll rip your dick off. Or, I don't Yeah. The kid... So the kid presses the button. Launched into a new movie, right? Nope. Oh, no. What happened? Kind then? of. You get to go back to iBabe. Oh, yeah. Back to iBabe. And it's basically it's just like a boardroom like meeting. It's an HR... Yeah, a boardroom meeting. Not an HR meeting. Supposedly with the iBabe, kids are getting their penises cut off. Because in the development of the iBabe, they put a lot of work into this. They yeah. put years of work into it. They had to have a, a cooling They had to have vent. a cooling vent because it's a 100-pound woman. Yeah. But the only place that they could put it, like they were like, you could put it in the ear. They're like, no, that would get rid of all of our work, was in the vagina. Yeah. So The fam. So these like women that these children are buying, kids are fucking them. And but, but it's only an MP3 player. Yeah. So they're, they're fucking the MP3 player. And they're getting their dicks chopped off and their fingers chopped off. Because it looks like a very attractive yeah. woman. Yeah. But yeah, they're, it's in the vagina, the eye babe. But instead of fixing things, they decide instead they're going to release a new diversity model. The super eye babe? Something like that. It's the colored version, they said. Yeah, it's the colored it, version. Which is pretty bad. <laughs> it's not pretty bad. That is so bad. The naked woman. But back to the Russian dude. Out of nowhere, after this little iBabe divergent, he gets shot by some, like, Asian guys who want to find movie 43. Yeah. They say the movie allows them to see the future? This movie 43 is becoming really... Super powerful. And controversial. What is... It was a made-up thing by them, but yeah, now it's... It's a deep-rooted conspiracy The, the Russians ate... I don't know what Asian... Is this when they, they, they were, also but, kidnap the... Steve... They do in a minute. Okay. After the next two skits. Okay. They say they the Asian guys say they must find the film and even calls them out by name. They're like, JJ Baxter, right. we will find you. And the freaks them out. You need to find this movie now. Back to the search. And we get a new movie. Middle school date. Oh yeah. Which Marina was like, I've seen this on oh, Facebook Jesus. or something. Just this little skit. One to have seen. It starts off with two kids RSVPing to a bar mitzvah. Yeah. And then they just start making out. With yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz. And some other little shit kid. Yeah, I don't know who the little <laughs> kid was. But Chloe Grace Moretz, great actress now. Yeah. And then. And then, yeah. Kick-Ass. I love Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass is great. Um, so they're making out just because they're hormonal teenager middle school yeah, kids. Yeah, seventh, seventh grader. She's even taking pictures of it on her flip phone. Kid takes his retainer out to do it. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then... And she, she gets up to go to the bathroom, and then but there's a there's a red stain on the couch. No big deal, right? It's just a girl got her first period. Yeah, it, it's it's on her pa- it's on her pants as well. Like she knows what's going on. She's kind of freaked out by it. Well, I mean, understandably so. It's well, her the first seventh period. grade boy is like looks. He sees the stain while she's in the bathroom. He's like, "Oh my god, I don't remember what his other brother's name is." He's like, he spilled fruit punch on the couch. He like sniffs it and like licks it. Like, yeah. <laughs> she then she comes out of the bathroom even more freaked out she's like i gotta go home like 
Like her back's up against the wall. She doesn't want him to see the stain. She wants to get out of here. He's yeah, like, she's like starts scooting off the wall, like I'm trying to hide. I'm like I gotta get out of here. And he's like, oh, but wait, he spilled fruit punch on the couch. And she's like, no, I'm gonna leave. So she gets off the wall. Well, yeah. she smeared blood all across the wall. He's like, he got fruit punch on the wall too. <laughs> this kid is completely oblivious. The sex education in his city yeah. did not. This kid is so bad. And then, and then uh, Christopher Mintz Plus is. The older brother there too, and he's he's freaked out too. He's what the fuck? No, dude, like that's not fruit punch. He knows, yeah, he knows she's on her period. That's her period, and he's trying to find. He's trying to help. Try to find something to stop it. He's like, I'll look in the I'll look in the bathroom for like a tampon for my. But you're too small, mom's. You never get to see mom. He's like, mom's a big woman. This (laughs) won't fit you. Yeah. So he's like looking for like Ziploc bags and anything he could do to stop the bleeding, like like a handyman would or something like that. He throws her a towel. Like he does try to help but kind of idiotically <laughs> yeah, the, the the little kid is or the, the middle schooler the one making out with her was freaked out he's, he is hysterical he thinks she's dying of yeah, course bleeding to he's like crying he says she's having contraction he calls 911 yeah like everybody on the phone is laughing at him she's like my girlfriend is bleeding from her vagina what are we doing <laughs> like there's just dying about it well dad comes home patrick warburton to patrick warburton david putty that was the other dad. Yeah, that's right. No, David Putty is Patrick Warburton. What is David Putty? In Seinfeld. He's the one that goes, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's what that is from? Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. Oh, wait. The other dad was Matt Walsh. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Warburton comes in and says, he's he's like, oh, you've got your first period. You know, this is totally normal. He, like, he seems like a normal supportive dad at this point. And then he pulls this hysterical son aside and he's like, Look, what you got to do is put your erect phallus inside of her <laughs> vagina to stop the bleeding. Your erect phallus? <laughs> that, that is what they—that is what I've heard before. It, the, your no. erect phallus will stop the bleeding of yeah. a period. And then Matt Walsh shows up, and he's like, "What? Who, do you, Matt Walsh is Chloe Grace Moretz's yeah, father to she, pick her up." And she's like, "Dad, like we need to go home." He's <laughs> like. How could you squish tomatoes all over my daughter's butt? <laughs> yeah. And then him and Patrick Warburton fight because he insulted his family. Well, yeah. And Chloe Grace Moretz finally leaves. It's like all of the male figures in this, except for the middle schooler, know what a period is, but they're all disgusted by it. Yeah. And they don't know. Everyone's like, ugh. Yeah. They, they know what it is, but they don't know how to help in this scenario. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well... They you, they leave. I, I wrote that the dad celebrates with a good old pull my finger joke. Yeah, a good fart. They they do what the boys do. They finish with farts and football. That's right. Because vaginas are way too complicated, and they go to turn on the sports, and the commercial pops on, which is our next skit. And this was all wasn't this all a Tampax commercial? Though? It was a Tampax. Our next skit is just called Tampax. I thought That's this a, was Tampax. No, that no, was no. middle. That was middle school date. Tampax is his own kind of thing, which is just the commercial. Oh, okay. It's they turn on, like I said, they turn on the TV to see an ad of like attractive women going into the water. It's all black and white, and you're like, is this going to be like a per? Because you've seen them, but it's like, is this a perfume? Is this a lingerie? No, it's a Tampax because the one woman that goes into the water at the beach, it gets all red, gets fucking eaten by a oh, shark. That's right? Yeah. It the shark breaches. Tears are you see her severed arm fly yeah. and the water turns red and it's a Tampax commercial. Okay. I think those are those are must be linked some way. They are. They're s- s- technically separate skits because they don't. Tampax doesn't feature Patrick Warburton or Chloe Grace Moretz or Christopher Mitzblas or Matt Walsh or whoever the nerdy kid was. But 
separate. Okay. Back to the thread. Okay. The main storyline. The kid is going to make a theta box. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that... It's like a microwave with... That can fry internet (laughs) waves. Yeah. I don't know. Because out of nowhere, the Asian guys have got their friend Steven... Sanderson. Yeah, whatever it is. And they're going to kill him. They chop his finger off. They do. And so he activates the theta box, which is going to help them find movie 43. But in the meantime, it turns on our next skit. Happy birthday. (laughs) And this one starts with... It's Johnny Knoxville and Sean William Scott, correct? Jackass and... uh, American Stifler and Jackass. Yeah, two two of America's slapstick kings. Yes, if I would. for sure. Yeah, um, dude, where's my car? Oh yeah, the Ringer. The Ringer. These are all terrible films, but I love every one of them. So, so Sean William Scott is pissed at Johnny Knoxville for sleeping with his girlfriend. So he's like, "I'm moving out." And he's like, "No, bro, it's okay. I got you a birthday present." Yeah. So apparently, it's his, he's moving on his birthday. Yeah. So. You mentioned they go to the basement. That the president's got to be an eye babe. Oh right? yeah, I thought because for sure eye babe made a second appearance. So I definitely when you said that, I was like, oh for sure, it's a third appearance of an eye. It should have been an eye babe. It is not an eye. <laughs> no, it's a it's a it's a leprechaun. It's a leprechaun that is stolen and taped to the chair. They're, they've t- yeah, they've tied him up for his gold. Yeah. Um, this leprechaun does speak in a Irish Irish accent, but is only talks about violently fucking them well brandon that is also what the irish only talk about too <laughs> if you've is, ever met an is, irish is pasties and violently fucking <laughs> yeah exactly and drinking <laughs> and drinking yeah. yeah of course i'll consult my irish friends about that and <laughs> i'll make sure that that is correct but i'll take your word on it this time yes um well he's he's screaming bloody murder about pulling their foreskin off and wrapping it over their heads or whatnot. Yeah. So Johnny Knox, I don't know, just beats the shit out of this leprechaun. And he's like, oh, God. Well, the birthday boy, Sean William Scott, tries to be nice. And, like, he's like, you shouldn't beat him up. Like, tries to reason with the leprechaun. And he's, like, talking to him. He's like, well, untie you. Like, I don't need the gold or whatnot. Why are mm-hmm. you down here? He just headbutts him. The leprechaun does. And so he's back to killing the leprechaun. Yeah, now. they're going to beat his ass for the gold. And out of nowhere, the phone rings. And the oh, leprechaun's yeah. like, you better ant. You're in trouble now. No, I was trying to do it. I was going to do an Irish accent. Oh, I'm not going to do an Irish accent. It's going to be oh, terrible. Oh, you in trouble now. <laughs> yeah. He, you better answer that. <laughs> that, was a, that was so bad. That was a Southern black guy. <laughs> Yours was way better. Yeah, he tells them they should answer it. You in trouble now. That was good. Well, speaking of Irish. Irish Terminator. Irish Terminator. Lucas has a character. Lucas has a character called the Irish Terminator. I, I worked really, really hard. He's a developed for years now. At this point, decade for, maybe for at least the five years a lot that of, I've known of, you. Of rich history, yeah. So here's Irish Terminator. Oh, you'll be back, <laughs> and that's it. That's Irish Terminator. He's Irish Terminator. Um, but yeah, so the phone rings. It's the Leprechaun's brother, yeah. or. You assume it is. That's what he says, yeah. And, um, and the door rings after the doorbell that. rings. They check outside to see a pile of gold at the doorstep. Like, they, they like, negotiate on their phone. Like, you yeah, don't, but you right. better not, you better bring the gold and we'll release your yeah. brother. So there's gold at the door. They it's ha- not the leprechaun. They think they won. They haul the gold downstairs. They're taunting the leprechaun. They did win. They did. They're saying, we got your gold, you stupid short bitch, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, out of the gold pops the leprechaun brother. Yeah, he's got guns. Dual Glocks. (laughs) And for Sean William Scott decides to shoot in the eyes. 
Yeah. And for Johnny Knoxville, the nipples. Strictly the nipple. The nipples. <laughs> and um, finally, Johnny Knoxville gets a hold of the gun. And as this leprechaun brother is stabbing Sean William Scott, he's he doesn't want to shoot him right away because the tied up leprechaun is just taunting him. Yeah, so he's he's gonna trance. I, I'm gonna yeah. He's like, I'm gonna take my leprechaun arm and shove it right up your ass and shit <laughs> like that. And he's like he's like panicking. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Well, he does kill both the leprechauns. Yeah, he, and um, shoots him dead. They toss him in the dumpster. Yeah. And they're like, wow, they're a lot lighter than I thought. Like, a little smaller, yeah. I thought uh, they'd be bigger. And then out of nowhere, Johnny's like, oh, I forgot about your second part of the gift. Yeah, so they go in there, and there's this beautiful fairy princess. A storybook fairy. Yeah, sitting sitting on the edge of the bed. So you know it, there's got to be some kind of like twist. Punch, it's going to be... A punchline's coming, yeah. Y- yeah, you're like, oh, that's going to be fucked up again. And she's like, well, I'll suck your cock for gold coins. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. <laughs> So we're back to the thread. That was like an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. Yeah. Wasn't it? Really it where they, was. they, well, I think that was like a literal. Are you saying that Danny DeVito represents a leprechaun here? No, no, no. That was a literal episode they did where they where they caught. Oh, a, they did kidnap a leprechaun. A midget. They kidnapped like, a midget and thought a little person. Yeah. And thought he was a I always, leprechaun. I always say midget on here. <laughs> they kidnapped a little person and thought he was a leprechaun. That is exactly a and little. And then they did the Reservoir Dogs. Yep. Homage. Yes. Yeah. It's stuck in the middle. Cut your ear off thing. Yeah, it's been it's an idea that's been floating around. I guess. I guess. Um, maybe a writer's block in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to the thread, the main storyline. They get the Theta box built, and they're close. I guess. I don't. I don't oh, know. You're so close. Oh, you're good. <laughs> it's so close. That's. It was just that they just said we're super close, and now you get yet another skit as they're finishing the Theta box. Truth or dare? That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. This one's the one with Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant. Merchant. Is, I don't think it's Merchant. I think it's nice Merchant. Merchant. And Halle Berry, which is... They make fun of it in the skit a little bit, but just the wildest couple pairing on yeah. screen. Yeah, so I'm sure most of you guys know Halle Berry. Yeah. She was uh, Storm in X-Men. She was Oscar winner from Monsters Ball. And Monsters, Inc. No. 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 Um, great actress. Beautiful. One... Sexiest Woman Alive at some point, I believe. And then Stephen Merchant is not well known. Um, he's, he's like... He's s- mostly like a writer and producer. Yeah, he wrote The British Office with Ricky Gervais. He's 6'7". Which which we must... Is he 6'7"? I think he's 6'7". Which we must point out, The British Office is the original The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, the American version took from that. But, yeah, he's super tall, very British glasses. He looks dorky. Yeah, like an ogre. But, and, well... <laughs> like a skinny... Like a skinny ogre. Skinny ogre with, with with ugly face. A big head. He's hilarious. I love Stephen Merchant. And he's in small cameos. He was in like Hall Pass. He was in Jojo Rabbit. He did a show on HBO once. I think it was called... It was Sing- movie 43. <laughs> and on HBO yeah, Max. That's true. It was called like Single or Looking or something like mm. that where he's a single guy in LA looking to find dates. Uh, oh, I do know that. It is... Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it is something like that. I didn't know what you're talking... But I do know that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's them. He's a not a household name, but he is a good actor. Um, Shout out. And they're on a blind date at some Mexican restaurant. And Halle Berry basically says she's fed up with first date questions. She's like, oh, your father's in trash or whatever. Like, yeah. She's she's done with that. So we're going to do some real hardcore truth or dare. Yeah, she wants to get to the root of their relationship. Truth or dare. 
<laughs> and she really starts the game strong. It's just, are you circumcised? That the first question yeah. she asks. <laughs> well, he asks her some. He asks her something that's a lot less tame. <laughs> I can't remember what it is, but she starts with, "Are you circumcised?" Yeah. And finally, it's all truths until Stephen Merchant finally says, "Dare." He's got a pinch slash cup this guy's ass yeah he doesn't want to do it no but it's halle berry so eventually like i'll do anything yeah, for he, you he, she's gonna she's like oh you're not gonna i'm gonna leave i'm gonna go home watch watch boot up family guy yeah <laughs> which he would never which is very um puts a a good time cap on when this movie came out yeah family guy 2013 which is still going on it's still i don't think episode. seth MacFarlane runs it anymore oh does he not yeah well, Family Guy's a huge show in 2013, so... But yeah, she's gonna go home and watch that. Well, he doesn't want her to leave, because it's the beautiful Halle Berry, and he wants to impress her. So he goes and he cups this guy's ass. This really burly, kind of yeah. built Mexican guy. And he freaks out. He almost fights him. He does punch him in the face. Is that what happens? He, he decks him real hard, but he... he just takes Stephen it. Merchant takes it on the chin. Like a shotgun load from Superman. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Um, now he's into the, he he immediately sits down. I think truth or dare, he wants revenge. Yeah. He, he's ready to go. She says dare. He wants her to cup his ass or whatever. He's like, no, you can't do the same. Yeah. So he, the cupping the ass is way more. T- this was way worse. His yeah. dare for her. So there's a blind kid having a birthday party in the room next door at the Mexican restaurant, and her dare is to go blow out his candles before he can. <laughs> That's fuck. In the whole, she does it. She does because he's like, she's like, I'm not gonna do that. He's like, all right, I'll, I'll fucking leave. You know, I'll go yeah. boot up. Barry's DVDs or whatnot. Yeah. I, it was not as topical as Family Guy, but I don't remember, yeah. apparently she wants to impress him as well. Halle Berry wants to impress Stephen Merchant, so she does, much to the chagrin of the horrified family. Yeah. Oh yeah. The the the, the rest of the family is not blind, <laughs> so yeah. they watch what unfolds there. Then we get a montage, which I wrote might be the best. The best kind of part of the movie, the whole movie, I think, was this little montage. It got rid of this crude humor, and it was it was playful fun between these two doing dares and whatnot back and forth, and it showed kind of a relationship budding. I think it was the best artistic part of the movie. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bold claim when they're making Teddy Glock, and, <laughs> yeah, and, they're, and, they're, and they're shoving spicy salsa up her cooch. Yeah, I put the, the game is on, and it's actually kind of fun. They make Stephen Merchant be a stripper. He gets a dick tattoo on his cheek. She makes guacamole with her tits. They squirt the hottest hot sauce at the Mexican restaurant up her vagina. But it, it's just that kind of stuff, you know? But then they get plastic surgery. They both get plastic surgery. On there, I guess. So she comes out with gigantic cheeks. Not on her ass, but her, her normal cheeks. Yeah, not ass cheeks. Yeah, yeah, her cheeks, lips, and breasts. Yeah. No, her breasts were already large because she was able to make titty guac. That's true, but they weren't that big at the beginning. I think that's part of the the bad, the goof. <laughs> this is of a this. bad movie. Okay, um, and then she decides he's gonna do the dare and makes him complete stereotypical Asian. He's got the teeth uh, yeah. with the bowl cut haircut, <laughs> the eyes. Um, and then and then he goes in for a kiss after yeah, the crazy he, he night drop, of dares. He drops her off at her door. That, all one day. Oh, yeah. They got two plastic surgeries <laughs> in one day. Yeah, stat plastic surgery operations. Well, yeah, it's, he tries to kiss her on the cheek, and she denies him. She says she's not an Asian guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he, he, he's, he actually takes it well. Walks away. Yeah, he walks away. But it's like, you made him like that. But then she opens the door. Psych. Yeah. 
that's exactly her type. Invites her in, open, open shirt, the oh, biggest yeah. breasts you've ever seen. I forgot not, that. Yeah, not Halle Berry's real boobs, but bare, big ass boobs, Berry boobs, <laughs> <laughs> and invites him in, and they get it on. I'm assuming because that's the end. Yep, and then we're back to, to the, the main thread. thread. Yep, and this is where things get spicy. That's correct. They're using the Theta box. The and Terrapin protocol is activated. They, yeah, they bypassed the Terrapin protocol, yeah. which was something to stop the Cold War. And we brought this up. Terrapin just means turtle. Yeah. So I don't think the Terrapin protocol was, was real. A, no, but it was a plan for the Soviets to all brainwash everybody who like... To brainwash America... No, it was a plan to brainwash all the Americans into killing machines against the Soviets. However, once... After the Cold War, there were no more Soviets left, so it said everyone just turned on themselves. Oh, so the Americans made it to attack the Soviets. Yes. All hands on deck yeah. for Cold War. Okay. Um, And using the Theta Box, they find Movie 43. It's a real thing. This whole made-up rumor and then what the Asians and the Russians... They were all after, yeah. So then they is, finally... Is real. They finally crack it all open. And it's Baxter. It's the young kid, the hacker. <laughs> He's talking to them from the future. Saying that the whole world is basically gone. Yeah. Even Amsterdam. Yeah. Because when they hacked the to override the Terrapin Act, it broke the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the explanation that like the people all turned on each other. But the, the even more unbelievable thing is that this movie is a way to send messages back in time or to yeah, do you can, things through a time warp continuum. Yes. The world is basically in his time in the movie 43 is a post-apocalyptic world and he's giving them advice back in time of how to stop what they're doing to save the world from becoming that point yeah and out of nowhere their mom walks into the room and is on her way to the store and the older brother realizes that via her like 70s like peace sign pin stamp on things on her jean shorts and blouse that he just jacked off to his mom on CougarCrate.com. Yeah, he couldn't realize by the face, I guess, or something. <laughs> but he had been furiously masturbating to his mom all day. Yes. And so that freaks him out. He attempts to pull his own dick off, <laughs> which was one of the warnings for getting for into the... For movie 43, is you will pull your own dick off. Yeah, so the f- prophecy is being fulfilled. <laughs> and um, all the computers in the world are crashing because the world is basically ending. Really, all that's left for them is Baxter's laptop. And so they get it. But Baxter can't stop the program because it's too slow from all the <laughs> porn viruses. And now it's the post-apocalyptic future. Six months yeah. later. Yeah. Six six months and two weeks. Or something, something like that, something. Yeah. It was specific yet again. And JJ is a cripple in a wheelchair and finds the laptop and tries to overturn the Terrapin protocol on it. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's just, he. it's still, the, the laptop's still running. His battery life yeah. of the gods. And like a hardware device, hardware life after it was, being... It was exploded post- and it's six months later. In an apocalyptic future, yeah. And it's still connected to the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and it basically asks him if he wants to stop the Terrapin protocol. He clicks yes and it's like, are you sure? He's like, yes. It's like, you sure, sure? Yeah. And he clicks it. It does that a thousand times or whatnot. But then finally it says, too bad, just watch the movie. Oh, yeah. And that's the end of the threat. That's the end of the overarching. You just get to enjoy yeah. the rest of movie 43. Such a terrible, ter- anticlimactic. Yes. So, 
really our last major skit is called victory's glory yeah this is the only one i had seen before and i didn't realize it was part of this movie so the only one you had seen is victory's glory yeah marina had seen middle school date yeah and i had seen the catch with the testicle balls on the chin so you kind of piece it together as you live (laughs) just through culture just through each of us with our minor snippets from our exposure to this film had each known movie 43 and so we had each grown from it really yeah yeah i would say so well victory's glory is a black basketball team trying to win their state championship or something yeah so it's like a coach carter-esque setup oh yeah that's perfect yeah yeah, definitely a coach carter setup he's in they're in the locker room and he's giving them an inspirational speech about how they're gonna win no matter what because because they're black and the other team is all white (laughs) so that that and that's the whole sketch basically is him stomping around going we're black they're white this ain't hockey yeah their team is 25 and 0 and they played in a league of, all against schools. all black teams and they're like the all the all the players like well they got good fundamentals <laughs> i don't give a shit about their fundamentals <laughs> you can dunk on their head you the, can dunk from the, the coach line. isn't scared at all he pulls up i don't J- johnny whatever his name is he's like how big's your dick he's like i don't know maybe a foot he's like, a foot he's like, maybe a foot and a half he's like you could dribble down the court with your dick he's like yeah. it's bigger than their arms yeah. don't be afraid of these guys you're you could stand there and block their shots. You could dunk on them and rub your dicks on their face. Like the white boys come in, then the, yeah, the white boys do come in to the the locker room to talk shit. And they call them negroes. A they say times. negro at least nine times. It was yeah. very uncomfortable. And then the black guys are are shook by that. Yeah, they're like they're they're so tough. They're, they're high and mighty. Yeah. yeah, they they can talk the talk. Um, well, the team is trying to like our coach Carter figure is still. Just forget about them. You're going yeah. to win. I don't care how bad you are. You're all black. You're going to win. Yeah. And then they're just like, I get it. They're it's taking messages. It's about teamwork. It's like, no, you're black. That's what it's about. And like, oh, it's because we got the Lord on our side. He's like, no. The Lord made you black and he made them white. Yeah. He's like, you you guys are going to win. So we get to see bits of the game. Yep. The black guys are dominating absolute dicks on face and the last really play you see is a posterizing dunk of dick on face and they call a technical foul well they called it because because johnson got his dick out and was dribbling with it yes and they called a technical foul on that part of it <laughs> so he the white guy the white team gets to shoot free throws yep shoots yeah. one granny style one granny style like big, rick barry big emotional dramatic climate very climactic free throw it, it rattles around and then it, and finally it drops, drops through in. and they, they go, score and every, the whole white team is celebrating You're like oh no you 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 only got to see the black team's dominance and then and the scoreboard pants to the scoreboard 103 to 1 103 to 1 <laughs> so that is it then just the credits just start rolling and after that should that. be the end of the movie it should be yeah and there are some like outtakes in there which are a, a good laugh yeah but it's not because mid credits you get Beazle. Beazle, the last of the sketches. A sitcom about two people, Elizabeth Banks and Josh Dumal, yeah. in love with an animated cat yeah. named Beazle. It's like in sort of like a Nickelodeon cat dog style. Yeah, no, don't think animated like Garfield where it's like 3D. It's 2D and it is gruesome to watch this cat. Yeah. Beazle is Josh Dumal's cat. Yeah. And she thinks that Beazle doesn't like her. Like, Beazle then watches them with, like, glaring eyes while they kiss. You can tell that Beazle doesn't like her. Yeah. He wants Josh Dumal all for himself as his owner. Yeah. 
Well, she, she catches him. Yeah. And Beazle. Outside? No, inside. Oh, then I don't know what happens to that. Jacking off? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Beazle is jacking off to swimsuit pictures of Josh. <laughs> Josh His owner. So then she's like, oh my God, I'm going to go tell tell him. Yeah, and well, he he catches, Beazle catches her watching him jack off. Yeah. So now it's like a... A cat and mouse kind of game. Oh. Who's yeah, right? Who's gonna get to Josh Dumal first? And um, Beazle outside just sprays her with. What was it? I wouldn't say sprays. What would you say? Slimes I mean, her. Um, <laughs> like a Nickelodeon. Like a male cat does spray, but he unloads a elephant's bladder on her. Yeah, and some shit. It looked yeah, like for sure, just all over her, and he. Then Josh Dumal comes out. He clearly doesn't see that Beazle isn't a normal cat. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, I love Beazle, but if you hate him, I guess I'll get rid of him. And she's like, she, he's like, he's just like a silly little cat. And she's like, this, <laughs> he pulled out a thermometer and you pan to him oh, with yeah. like a thermometer he's in his mouth. With, he's like, whatnot. no, it's a toy. And he's playing, he's playing with, with it. it. And then he pukes and eats his puke. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Beazle. <laughs> well, um, he, yeah, he does say that. He's like. I love you, so I'll get re- rid of Beazle just for you if it means that much. Then they then they bang. They they have a, a, an intimate night with Beazle not in the room with them. Yeah, but Beazle's in the closet watching, crying, and fucking himself with a broom. He's no, he's humping a teddy bear oh. while watching them have sex while crying, and while anally inserting a hairbrush into That's his ass a, uh, Beazle. go Beazle! <laughs> classic Beazle. well the next day is they're going to give Beazle to josh Dumal's mom he's gonna take him she's gonna take him away so that they can have some alone time together and he's missing well they try and find him and Beazle's are elizabeth banks is like outside and Beazle just out of nowhere Gets in the car, gets in the just truck. driving a truck, and just runs her over. Because why not? Why wouldn't Beazle, Beazle do that? Mm-hmm. And then he pulls out a shotgun. Yeah. It blasts her. Shoots her. Point blank. Shoots her in the back, yeah. Doesn't die. No. And then and then she said, that's it, I've had it with Beazle. I guess getting shot in the back was her breaking point. Yeah. <laughs> the, the shotgun blast really she, turned her off. She takes a shovel and starts beating Beazle. Like down to, the street. Trying to kill him. Pretty brutal with it. Yeah. And then it ends up in front of this little kid's birthday party. birthday something? party outside. Yeah. And all the kids watch in horror as she... As she's trying to beat Beazle Beats to Beazle to a pulp. Like, to near death. Near death, yeah. Then Josh Duomo comes out and everyone realizes she's like, oh, she's psycho. And she's she's like no he's evil and like that's a cat yeah that's be that's, that's Beazle that's Beazle so the parents tell the kids to sick her and they bring all their plastic <laughs> cutlery and stab her to death that's right yeah she bleeds out and Beazle gets to live happily ever after with Josh Dumal and the movie officially ends with them making out with a cut to like a like a speech bubble but it's like a thought bubble of Beazle. Of him t- right. and Josh Dumal tonguing each other. That's, yeah. And that's it. And that is uh, movie 43. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why was that part in the credits? How come that didn't get its own get its own? Because spread? it didn't connect to the thread. Duh. They could have totally connected. <laughs> it's a sitcom. That could have been like one of the channels. 
Oh, no. Beasel. Oh, Beasel. Beasel's an out-of-this-world character. He's not in an in-this-world character like Movie 43. Yeah, he's part of the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that was uh that was our film. Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mitch. Um so with that, let's like we mentioned, this is a very, very quotable film. Mm-hmm. So let's do our QRR. Q R Beasel. <laughs> How's Veronica? Veronica's fine, Veronica. I can't believe you named your dog Veronica. I can't believe you sucked off that hobo for magic bean. He was a wizard, Neil. Shh. Okay. I tried to restrain myself from as many quotes as possible. I did too, yeah. Without making this, because I, I could have had 30 at minimum quotes if I wanted to. Oh, more, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got nine. I probably have around that. We can. Okay. <laughs> Find your first. My first one is from middle school date. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan is the little kid's name, and he goes, "Hello, nine one one." Yeah, my friend is bleeding out of her vagina. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and they just laughed on the phone. They just laughed that. at her. Yeah, I've got, at, at him. I've got this one. It, I don't know if this makes sense or not. It just says, "Slap a cop in the face with your penis," and they say, "Donka." Do you remember that part? Slap a cock in. Slap a cock in the face with your penis, and they say, I do remember that. Which skit is that from? The first one, I think. The thread? Yeah. I do remember that because it was completely absurd, (laughs) but I don't remember why they said that. I don't either. We'll we'll continue. My next one's a little longer one, but it's from the segment Veronica, and it's between Veronica and Neil. So Mm -hmm. she goes, Neil. He goes, Veronica. She goes, Neil, you look pale. He goes, well, you look pregnant. She goes, you look like you slept in a soup kitchen urinal. He goes... (laughs) You look like you bathe in a dumpster behind the abortion clinic. And she goes, you look like the kid who got cancer for Christmas. And then he goes, you look like the slutty one of the Golden Girls. She goes, Dorothy? He goes, Blanche, you take that back, you son of a bitch. You take it back. Take that back. And he says, I want to taste you. I want to lick you until you weep. Yeah. I've I've got a couple more from Veronica, too. I've got... uh, it. She said, you've got HPV. And then he says, it's your HPV. I'm just carrying it. (laughs) She goes... The chicken and egg thing again. They just yeah. chicken, egg, chicken, egg. This is yeah, all so, over. The, these once again, these are all over the PA. Yeah, she asks him, um, "Do you still like fingers in your butthole?" And he <laughs> says, "You know I do. You know I do." <laughs> and then the last one I have from Veronica is, "I would, cl- you, I would climb Dick Mountain mouth mouth first <laughs> to get to her." Get to I that. missed that one. <laughs> These are not quotes that I saw on IMDb. They did not allow this kind of vulgarity. <laughs> um, my next one is from Superhero Speed Dating. Uh, Robin goes, <laughs> I like, because this one was pulled from IMDb. It was fake Robin and fake Batman. Okay. <laughs> so fake Robin goes, wait, let me get this straight. So you knew all the way back then that you knew that she was a dude. And he goes, whole time. He said, why do you make me kiss her? Him. It. <laughs> this. And he goes, I don't know. I guess I woke up this morning with a little case of the fuck around. <laughs> That's great, yeah. Um, I've got some from the abusive parents from the homeschool, homeschool, where they just were bullying him in the school, calling him faggot, and then said, "You dropped your books, fuckface!" After they <laughs> smashed his books out of his hand. My next one was from homeschool too. Um, Claire is the mom, and um, it was when the neighbors were asking, her, "Like, oh, you homeschool him?" It wasn't even any of the hazing parts. So she goes, "High school is more than just classes and homework." And his dad goes, "Absolutely. There's the alienation, the loneliness." <laughs> Isn't that true? That's very poignant. I got one from the the poop one. the The proposition is the that prop- what it's called. 
Yeah. Um, where he's saying, I don't know if I should do eat a burrito. I should maybe eat like a nice, like a nice like tuna a... steak with some red wine. <laughs> and then JB Smooth says, it's not about how fancy it goes in. It's about how fancy it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my next one's also from Homeschooled where his dad walks in on him showering and he goes, whoa, you got weird pubes. Hey guys, come out and check this kid's weird pubes. <laughs> I just think it's funny because there's nobody else in there. I thought it, I thought it would be the mom coming in. It's one of the guys. <laughs> one of the boys. Yeah. Um, one of mine that you said from the fake Batman one already is that his jizz is like a shotgun blast yep. for Superman. Because he's Superman. Um, and then another quote from fake Batman talking about Supergirl's vagina. And it says it's so, it looks so much like a cornfield that at any moment Shoeless Joe could walk out of it. <laughs> shoeless joe yeah is that a reference to that, something that's a that's um what do you call it the kevin costner field of dreams shoeless joe comes oh, out of the cornfield okay. yeah um my next one is from i babe um but the 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 board meeting mm-hmm. one they go look at the very least we need to put a warning sticker on the box and richard gear being the boss goes other MP3 players don't have a warning not to have sex with it, right? A bag of potato chips doesn't have a warning. Please don't fuck these potato chips. It's like crazy here. And then uh, none of us could have seen this coming. Yeah. Classic. I, 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 babe. Um, I've got. And, and then the, the, the one like HR person goes, uh, our, our, our studies do not condone these. Our, our, <laughs> I don't reflect that. Yeah, our, our studies do not reflect these statements. <laughs> um, I got one from the period one when Matt Walsh comes in. And he says, "What kind of sick family squashes a large tomato on my daughter's pants?" <laughs> it's so oblivious. Um, I've got one from the very beginning that we've referenced a lot, but the one friend goes, "How do we get computer viruses?" And JJ goes, "Porn sites." And he's like, "Why do you think my computer has so many viruses on it?" <laughs> I've got one from the, the foul-mouthed leprechaun who said, he, I'm going to crawl up your mother's cunt and start a campfire. Oh, he was raunchy. That was bad. The raunchiest character of the whole thing in a show made for that kind of humor. <laughs> uh, my second to last one is also from Homeschooled. Um, it's when he's tied up on the flagpole and his dad is hazing him. And he goes, yeah. my superpower is sucking dick. <laughs> um, and then his dad goes, Dude, you got so much poop on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I don't remember exactly the quote of this one. I think the kid was watching the post-apocalyptic future okay. on th- through the actual movie 43, and he sees himself, and he goes, Oh, why am I Rain Man? <laughs> because he's like this <laughs> it, vegetable. It was, yeah, it was it was JJ, and he was like, yeah. he's like, oh, man, you guys have cool characters in the future. What am I? And it pans to him in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, man, why am I Rain <laughs> Man? Rain Man. My last one is um, from The Proposition, the Mm -hmm. pooping one, and um, it was by J.B. Smoove, and he goes, shitting is something you do on a fucking whore. Pooping is saved for a soulmate. (laughs) What do you think about that? Being a married man. (laughs) Although I'm not into that fetish, I do like the use of the words there. Shitting is what you... I don't like what you do on a whore, but pooping has a more positive connotation to it. So if you were to have this fetish, you would poop on your wife and not shit on her. I'm saying right now that if I had this fetish, I would poop all over Marina right now. <laughs> Jesus. Then <laughs> You could quote me on that. Well, I think we will. <laughs> Many times. That's going to be like the new intro. It's <laughs> just... 
<laughs> I like to poop on my wife. That's going to be her, her ringtone. Do <laughs> um, oh, you have any more? Nope, that's it for me. That is our quotes ratings. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> Tomato meter. Uh, it's got to be like a 12%. Four percent. Oh, that's so bad. And it, one of the worst rated films. And audience score. Yeah, eighteen percent on a scale of zero to four. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, I, I don't even know. Point point seven. seven five. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a twenty-four percent. Oh, jeez, that's a little high, right? Yeah. Um, meta score out of a hundred. <laughs> Six. Eighteen. Okay. And the audience score out of ten. No, that's pretty high. That's kind of high. This movie, I even looked to make sure, did not crack IMDb's bottom 100. Wow. That that score inflated it. What are you giving this movie on a 0 to 10 John Lasagna's? (laughs) 0 to 4 John Lasagna's. Out of 0 to 4 John Lasagna's or 0 to 16 thumbs up? (laughs) Uh, This is like a a stinking pile of one point, point. 0.4, 0.4 0. 0.4, 0. 0.4 out of 10. So oh, okay, I was going to say out of 4? <laughs> 0. 0.4 out of 10, okay. Yeah, 0.4 John Lasagna. This is a, a turd bucket. <laughs> I'm trying to, once again, put it into perspective of what we've watched. It objectively is better than Birdemic, but I want to say it's actually worse than Birdemic. Yeah, the filmmaking is better. The The spirit in which it was made, I think, was far <laughs> far more nefarious. I think this was a prank on the audience or a prank on the critics. Yes. I am going to give it exactly what I gave. Actually. This movie had a target audience and I just think that Freddy versus Jason was made in bad taste. Mm. So although this was so bad, (laughs) in pretty bad taste, Um, but I'm going to give it the same rating that I gave it. Part two. Of a one to one point five range. Okay, one to one point five. Yeah, with with a like you're saying this has little specks of corn in the steaming pile of shit. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Um, the Nacho Libre street corn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you want to hear what people are saying about it? Reviews. Yeah, it averages a four point three. So let's see what we get out of here. Okay. My first one is by Prismark Ten on January first of twenty eighteen. In the movie theater, no one can hear you scream. Movie 43 is just an updated version of Kentucky Fried Movie with bigger stars. There are at least two Oscar-winning actresses in it. It is a bad-taste, gross-out film with sex and nudity, which would keep the adolescents happy. Some of the short skits are a bit hit-and-miss, but they keep on coming. The best sketch is the Batman and Robin one with Robin speed dating. The real bad taste one is Anna Ferris asking her boyfriend to poop on her. The most fun one is Hugh Jackman with testicles under his chin that no one notices apart from his date Kate Winslet. It is a film not to be taken seriously. Five out of ten. Wow. That's I, pretty... do, I do agree that it's not to be taken seriously. Yeah. It's pretty high for kind of that scathing review. I guess there was fun parts she said too. Yeah, but and I do agree that some are more hit and mint, like some are better than others. But yeah. I like that the bulk of this is just them giving their favorites and least favorites of <laughs> That's it. That's true, yeah. Um, my next one is by Cosmasp, 
which I realized is I've used Cosmasp once or twice before. No so a recurring guest, Cosmasp, recurring Prominent reviewer, IMDb reviewer. On January 27th, 2013. One question ties all the shorts together. Why? Well, and maybe also, how did they get so many stars? And some other questions you might ask yourself. Unless, as it seems, you are one of the few who actually enjoyed watching this, I congratulate you. And not because you are in the minority, but because you could have fun with a movie like this. Not an easy task. Two out of ten. Mm. That's that's more in line with our... Yeah, I, I always agree with Cosmasp. <laughs> Cosmasp. We see eye to eye. We gotta get him on the show. Um, my next one is by Hellmant. On June 27, 2013. Same as Cosmasp. Wow, that must be when the movie came out. A lot like Saturday Night Live, the movie. 8 out of 10. Uh, That's it. Yeah, I think there's a, a different style of I mean, sketch comedy. It, it In the way that it is sketch comedy, it's like Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But in much poor taste. Yeah, this is like more like Mad TV, probably. That is perfect, yeah. is Mad TV. Um, my next one is by Lee underscore Eisenberg. Isn't that a famous... Isn't that Jenna Fisher's husband? Lee Eisenberg? I don't know. I think Lee Eisenberg is married to Jenna Fisher. What about Jesse Eisenberg? Jesse Eisenberg is a great actor. Um, but no, I don't think... I'm going to look up Lee Eisenberg real quick. Because I thought that that is an actual person. Lee Eisenberg is an American writer. Um, he usually works with Gene Stupnitsky. Um, Let me type in wife now. Because I know... I know that... He is a writer. Oh, come on, give me, give me Jenna Fisher. He, oh, he was a writer on The Office. Probably then. But no, he is not. Oh, he is not Jenna Fisher's wife husband. <laughs> that was a, a f- not a very fruitful. <laughs> no, it sucked. But I, I, that's why I remembered it because I listened to the Office Ladies podcast okay, as yeah. well, and I remember Lee Eisenberg. But her husband's name is Lee. Anyway, Lee, Lee Eisenberg. Yes. By Lee underscore Eisenberg on July 4th, 2013. The, the, the writer of The Office? Maybe it's uh, Jenna Fisher's husband. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Um, teenage Boy Humor Central. My five-star rating means that Movie 43 is something that you'll love if you tolerate crude humor, and you'll want every copy of it incinerated if you don't tolerate crude, crude humor. Since the Fairley brothers of Dumb and Dumber and There's Something About Mary fame are involved, you know that there's no shortage of gross-out humor. Basically involves a man, no, that's not true, pitching a movie containing yeah. a bunch of very explicit vignettes. The best one is either the one starring Hugh Jackman as a man who apparently doesn't know his testicles are, or the one where Halle Berry and her beau play truth or dare. No part of this movie even attempts to be serious. It's silly, plain and simple, and it's uh, kind of hard not to laugh at the movie. Five out of ten. Okay. We did laugh a lot. We did. Were we laughing with it or laughing at it? I was laughing at it. Yeah. And I think that's a, a key question to, to determine. Was I laughing at Bird? I was laughing at Birdemic too, though. Yeah. But Birdemic was like, this This guy cobbled it together. This one was like meticulously planned out. and By big name people. Yeah. You could tell that that one was under budget. Yeah. Well, not under budget, but yeah, low yeah. budget. <laughs> um, okay, my next one is by B.A. underscore Harrison on July 22nd, 2016. I watched movie uh, 43 just to see if it was as lousy as I heard. It wasn't. Hmm. 
It was far worse. Mm. An incredible cast make absolute tits of themselves in this train wreck of a comedy that generates about as many laughs as a terrorist attack on a children's hospital. <laughs> Jesus, that should have made it in the movie. That was a good line. <laughs> um, do you ever say that actors are making tits of themselves? Oh, yeah. That's a common, common Lucas iteration. Actresses. Tits. Lee Eisenberg. Ha- Halle, Halle Berry. Yeah, tit, tit guacamole. Um, my next one is by Kinetic Soul, but Soul as in the capital of South Korea. Oh. Um, on... Konnichiwa. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> on May 4th, May the 4th be with you, oh. 2013. Crappy excuse for a comedy. This is a crappy film that tries to combine a bunch of crappy skits into a crappy movie with the main story going on as a crappy excuse. It's like the makers of this movie just thought up of a crappy idea to make a malicious, messed up, grotesque, repulsive, and vulgar into a comedy that just isn't funny. And this crappy movie has a lot of messed up moments, but it's just not funny. Few parts is, I guess, slightly humorous, but the rest is just trash. And the origin of how this movie got started is laughable, especially since I thought this movie might have a chance because of all the well-known actors and actresses that are in it. This crappy movie, just not worth the time. Go see 42 instead. Three out of ten. Mm. What do you mean by 40? Was that the Jackie Robinson movie? I think movie? the Jackie Robinson with, uh... Was that... What was his name? Chadwick Boseman. Was that on Rest at the same peace. time? Must have been. They was, wrote it in 2013. Was 42 and movie 43 and competing? I hope so. That's kind of that's kind of serendipitous. At the box office together. That's kind of funny. And my last one is by Alex Henderson-11711 on December 8th, 2018. Watch with the boys. <laughs> Don't make it a family night movie. Don't make it a date night movie. Make it a night with the boys kind of movie. 10 out of 10. That's your last review. That's my last review. <laughs> is with the boys. The boys night. Pounding some brewskis. Laughing about ball sacks. That is what we did. That's what we do. We, That's what we do every week. Without even movie 43. Yeah. We laugh about ball sacks and pound some brewskis with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you recommending this film to anyone? I think... I thought about this for a little bit. I think I'm going to recommend this movie with the insane intention that the directors did. And that is if I was anyone I want wronged, then I'll recommend this movie to them, which I think what Mitch was doing to us. I think he, he does. He, 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 I thought he was my friend, but he really just wanted to shit on me. That's what, that's what I think. He, he, he really wanted to bone me. He really wanted to poop on you. <laughs> um, I would recommend this to uh, Seth Tigner. And Carter <laughs> Sediger, um, some people that I know that enjoyed this movie. Seth, like I said, adores this movie. But mostly, I'm not going to recommend it a lot. Even if you're a fan of, like, like SNL, this yeah. sketch comedy is really out there. Yeah, this is the bottom of the barrel. But I might want to watch it again to find the American version to see how much it differs. Or to, or to laugh when you're 40 beers deep or something. Yeah, 40 beers. Good lord. Yeah. Um, yeah, so next week, I'm hoping we have one planned, but it might not be the one that I have on the schedule, so I'm not going to announce it yet. You'll have to check our Facebook and Instagram pages to see what it could or could not be. Um, might have a guest if he's available, so, um, that'll be fun. We'll kind of wait and see. Yeah, Um, looking forward to it. Hope you guys have been tuning into Writer's Block and enjoyed it. Um, 
this will be two episodes yeah out. first first two episodes done um on the star wars episode because we're releasing this before or because we're recording this before it ends i'll hopefully be reading to you what our poll results are mm-hmm. um based on if you think jar jar bith is a sith lord or not <laughs> my options are obviously and misa no think so <laughs> and my questions on that of what's your favorite of the of the 11 so we'll hopefully announce those to you on next week's episode because we're a little ahead of schedule but with that we'll kick it off with movie 43 start it back once more (laughs) let's do it again (laughs) all right we'll see you guys next week bye bye thank you for listening to the good the bad and the movies if you like the show please like and follow us on anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on we would love to hear your feedback so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies. And remember, if it's, if it's good, good and it's bad, it's, it's probably, probably the movies. movies.